0: It doesn't matter who we are. What matters is our plan. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. If I pull that off, will you die? It would be
1: extremely painful. You're a big guy. For you. So why don't you start us off by talking about your history with The Dark Knight Rises and maybe tell us how your feelings on it have evolved over time.
0: Uh, yeah, The Dark Knight Rises, I-, I won't say is it's not a good movie um, and I don't enjoy watching it very much, but I've thought about it more than almost any other film. Uh, oh, no. The <laughs> The extra textual (laughs) elements, I think, are maybe even more fascinating than the film itself. So with The Dark Knight, it was a total surprise to me. Like, I'd never seen... I don't think I'd seen Batman Begins at that time, or I'd seen it, like, on TV or something. I wasn't super familiar with those movies. Um, So it was a shock. But Dark Knight Rises, I was really fucking hyped for. Really, really hyped for. And... They showed the opening scene in IMAX previews, which unfortunately I did not get to see, but the audio leaked onto the internet and the audio. the audio for the opening scene leaked onto the yeah, internet I remember this. and I remember listening to it and just being so floored by what I was hearing. I was like so fucking excited for this movie. And little did I know that that dialogue would completely transform its meaning for me over the subsequent years. Over the the next fucking decade. Like I think this is probably what like 2010 or something or when did this come out? 2012. 2012. Yeah, so the 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 audio would have been like probably 2011 or something, and um, around this time I started getting into uh, problematic. I was very on four chan a lot uh, <laughs> on the TV board, and this opening scene slowly over the course of years became what I think is like maybe the greatest meme uh it's very good next next to pepe probably because pepe actually (laughs) became a political symbol so pepe probably wins out there but bane posting is a years long 4chan project uh a a meme that has spanned mediums and i think and we'll get into this more later uh in in the second part of this episode when we talk about the franchise as a whole i think by looking at bane posting just like looking at the nolan batman films in general you can get an insight into where the culture was heading because bane posting of course it started out like as a joke um the the dialogue I mean, I'll I'll just br- I'll, I have to bring it up here. the the legendary scene of of course there there's so many weird pieces of dialogue in this um, from a uh, you're not allowed to bring friends uh, all the way to a uh, lot of loyalty for a hired gun he didn't fly so good who's next all very weird pieces of dialogue but the legendary Man, one of course it's is um, so bizarre. The legendary one, which still befuddles me to this day, is, um, I'll just read straight off. CIA agent, if I pull that off, will you die? Bane, it would be extremely painful. CIA agent, you're a big guy. Bane, for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's you know. I, if I could just interject for a second, that is such a classic example of the Nolan brothers' idea of like a, how to interject, <laughs> in, inject a little bit of like levity in, in, into the script. Like they're 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 like very serious minded kind of people in their writing, but they want to have these little bits that are like funny. And but it's just so it just feels so strange in alien because it's like it doesn't seem like being funny or putting little bits of humor into the writing is natural for them at all.
0: And the no. and the question, of course, that I want to ask to both of you is how because this is how the memes got started, was that people on 4chan were arguing over what that dialogue exchange meant. Is it <laughs> That Bane is saying it would be extremely painful for you, or is he saying that he is a big guy?
1: <laughs> no, no, for no, 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 no. Okay, I, I, I see, I definitely see the confusion it causes because of how awkwardly worded it is, why <laughs> someone might take it the second way, but obviously it's a basic setup punchline joke and it's the first. <laughs> The, it would, the, it, would, it be, would be
0: extremely painful. You're a big guy
1: yeah, for you. The, you're a big guy, <laughs> and this might have, like, gone through some kind of punch-up, because, because uh, like, ignore his response for a second. It would be extremely painful, dot, 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 for you. Because if you tried to take my mask off, I would fucking beat the shit out of you, or whatever, you know? Uh, uh-huh. But... The they're they're trying to do a little witty repartee here, so the agent needs to have his little like snarky response. So he's saying you're a big guy, is and like you can take it, or but but that's disconnected because Bane was already setting up his joke. He's saying it would be extremely <laughs> painful just so he yeah. can drop that killer punchline on him. So the <laughs> oh, agent yeah. saying uh, you're a big guy is immaterial to to Bane's uh uh you know. Follow-up. That
2: scene come and it's been so long since I've seen this movie, but (laughs) that scene comes off like every single line was recorded on a separate day. (laughs) Like over like four days, they recorded that scene because one day worked makes no sense. Oh, uh, it's important
0: to note uh when we're going over, you know, my uh the the chronology of Dark Knight Rises and how the public came to understand it. Uh Part of why that scene was very impressive to me originally was that when I first heard it the this is something that drives me insane is that the original version of The Dark Knight Rises had a different audio track for Bane. Yes. And it was very distorted to the point where, um, well, audiences reacted negatively to it because uh, someone, one one of my friends saw the, the preview and he said that it sounded like, not just like a distorted speaker, but like super bassy, almost like um, the sound of concrete or something. Like it was supposed to be this real roar sound effect. Um, but then when you watch the movie, it's, it's not it's, at all. It's ADR. Yeah. And the dialogue feel, it's way louder than the rest of the film. And it's weirdly clear. It doesn't match the room tone at all. And no. he sounds, I love the performance, but also he sounds like kind of ridiculous without that uh, effect going well, on. Well,
1: because the thing was, there, there were tons of complaints about it because it was hard to understand him. Like people literally couldn't tell what he was saying. <laughs>
0: But I mean, with the script in in this movie, I think that would be a real advantage. Uh, yeah, it's so. <laughs> in my okay. This
1: is why it's so weird that almost all of the little bits of humor that they try to uh, put in these movies is either with Batman doing his ridiculous Bat voice or Bane doing his ridiculous Bane voice. It's like that they don't they don't understand humor and timing or whatever to the degree that they can see that if you have a guy going like uh, uh, we can take my car but that you're not gonna have the same that it the humor doesn't work
2: because the the way he's talking sounds even less with the voices yes like, exactly Bane, i think transcends it because it's it's so like weird and disjointed and not <laughs> funny that it becomes funny again but the bale's <laughs> every time like christian bale has to say a funny line like the get in my car one was the most painful for me it's like i just imagine kevin conroy that's his name right oh yeah kevin um, yeah conroy. him saying it and i'd be like it would work like it wouldn't even be really funny it would just be like <laughs> sort of like we could i can't i'm not gonna try to do the fucking voice um It would just, but it would work. Like he would say it in the voice and it'd be cool. You know, it might not be very funny, but it doesn't need to be. Right.
0: So I need, I need to focus in. (laughs) Yes, uh, yes. Let's let 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 Rose continue
2: uh, the, the lecture. Because
0: my history with this film is like, again, years of posting. Posting about this one scene, this one airplane scene. And there's something that happens when you post about one topic for like, years and years is that it evolves to a point of like complete abstraction where now everything in the scene has become a meme the dialogue is a meme now Mm -hmm. um cia guy is a meme one specific image of his butt is a meme like everything (laughs) in it gets like its own its own following its own jokes and it gets to the point where people will just start posting color blocks and other people will be able to recognize <laughs> from the color palette that it is the plain scene <laughs> like and and this dialogue haunted me to the point where like this is why I had to open up the episode with this because it would drive me insane hearing about the plane scene <laughs> without without going into this. Uh, anytime that I've, I've heard someone say you're a big guy or you're anything, honestly, my, like, my lizard brain response now is to say, for you. It is just, it's <laughs> deep in my psyche now, the for you memes. So- For you- of course, this was a fantastic joke. We all loved it. But then it took a turn towards something. And this is where this is where it opens up. This is where the cultural critique comes in. Uh, a warning to listeners, this is about to get very dark for a moment. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Uh so if, if people remember in 20, uh, in 2015, uh, German wings flight 9525 crashed in the French Alps and it was a huge news story. It was a huge tragedy. And, uh, of course, what, I, what I do when this happened, I went and I checked 4chan and immediately what happened was that it became a new this was like this is 2015 so this is like you know 4 years after the meme has started it gained a new life because of the synchronicity between the crash and the airplane scene from the fact that the plane's number was 4U uh, oh, from God. the fact that it crashed no uh next to a place called Lebane <laughs> uh people started <laughs> freaking out and it led to The concept of, at least this is where I first heard about it, the concept of meme magic. That 4chan's memes were powerful enough to cause reality to bend. And this may sound very silly, but but that idea gained a new life, of course, with the election of Donald Trump, where 4chan really did believe that their memes caused him to win the election. I disagree. But that is that is really really what they believed. Well, and of course this. Uh, sorry, what's that?
1: Oh no no. So what was this the first time that uh four chan poster started to talk about meme magic, or was this an existing idea that was kind of emboldened by the bane thing?
0: It it's pause. It probably existed before this, but this is the first time that I remember people being like, "This is meme magic." Like this uh, this happened because of memes. Okay. And then of course, with Donald Trump, it was the definitive proof that their memes could like change the world. And the and from the way that 4chan picked apart all the tiny details of this plane crash, syncing it up to a random, very stupid movie scene, I think this is actually where you can look at it and understand how QAnon like occurred on 4chan like why that environment would breed that kind of a sep- uh, obsession like all these anonymous people obsessing over these tiny tiny details looking for any kind of synchronicity uh you know hoping that their memes will change the world like i think this is like where you can see the origins of where the QAnon idea kind of like originates
2: I think the idea that a bunch of like, cretinness, I mean, I was on 4chan for a bit too, but you know, the people on 4chan that are really into it, they're little like, Grievals or whatever, goblins. Um, and I think the idea that they can like, create a mass network of mind link and influence reality, frankly, isn't that far-fetched, you know? <laughs> like, a lot of fiction has talked about it, and I just think it could, I'm not saying it did, I'm just saying, you know, maybe. Well, it's interesting because in a way, this is a
1: branch of a long existing kind of idea in the realm of New Age philosophy, the the idea of manifesting things into reality, and in particular, the idea that many people with their minds focused on one thing will together manifest that in a metaphysical way there's this this idea in in new age philosophy known as the new sphere the n-o-o sphere ah. i don't know that i wasn't really plugged into all these goings on around this time because <laughs> around this time <laughs> in good. 2011 2012 i was sort of going through a doing lots of drugs and like you know, mushrooms, cough syrup, that kind of thing, and getting super spiritual and and all that shit. So I was learning about stuff like this, and the new sphere was interesting to me because the idea... Was that basically like that kind of mass of manifestation? There's this other sort of metaphysical layer around the earth, in addition to the atmosphere, or stratosphere, or whatever. The new sphere is like this mental sort of uh, linking thing that connects us all and changes us all spiritually, sort of corresponding almost to the Jungian idea of the collective unconscious. And I remember then thinking that that was basically what the internet is, right? <laughs> because uh, yeah. it, it, it's it's this idea, it's similar to what Jung described and what the New Age philosophers kind of put their own weird twist on. Uh, but then like the internet is like a real physical manifestation of that because it's where all of our thoughts go to combine in this big fucking stew. And all of our kind of... Uh, Buried like subconscious uh, weirdness kind of comes out on the internet too, right? So that's a very interesting sort of convergence to me because this idea of meme magic and part, and you linked it to QAnon, which also makes sense because part of what made QAnon such a uh, big cross cultural thing was the intersection of conspiracy theory uh, thinking and like kind of new age philosophical tradition. Uh Right. Yeah. So yeah, that is like such an interesting confluence to me that this Western neo-spiritual idea sort of got fused with internet culture and memes and that that all kind of metastasized into this idea of meme magic and that Becomes QAnon.
0: The other, the other part that lines up very well with QAnon, which is something that I mentioned uh, in the Batman Begins episode, but this movie takes it even further. Is that watching this, I realized that the Dark Knight Rises actually does show basically what the QAnon conservative mindset is. Uh, yeah. Because look at look at what our subjects are. So first, you have you know this you know, quote-unquote revolutionary group who's actually backed by, you know, a shadowy cabal of, uh, you know...
2: Like, vaguely Arabic, mm-hmm. Chinese things, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's still led by a white guy, you know. Uh,
0: you know, uh, and uh, who, who is going to stop it? Who's going to stop this fake social justice uprising? And, and because it's fake, you don't have to take it seriously. That's, like, it undermines mm, everything. Yeah. Who's going to stop it? It's a man... Who in public acts like a rich asshole, but that's only because <laughs> in the dark, he's a hero. He's the dark knight. He's uh, you know, he's the secret, you know, he's he's the white hat pedophile, uh, as a, a lot of QAnon uh, people seem to think. You know, he's the one amongst their ranks who is uh who's got uh, to fix the system.
1: You're Rose, you're so fuck? right. You're so like fucking spot <laughs> on about this. And People always talk about, say that like three hundred is like the sacred text of of the alt right, but I think it's this. Like you've lit- you've convinced me. I think that the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> might actually be like the uh, founding principle document uh, that the alt right is built around.
0: And and like everything. You know, out, out of the right, it it shares all the lazy confusion and also <laughs> like like the intellectual laziness, the confusion and and ultimately the the lack of any pleasure uh, that I think is distinct to the modern conservative uh, movement, the alt right movement. This is a, a movie with a very little, even though it ends like technically happy, it is a, a dismal dismal view of the world so so jumping into the movie i feel it's important to to actually go over the first scene the opening scene
2: wait real quick uh before we get off bane posting um a friend of mine it was like a week ago was talking about like his coworker group chat was talking about what those. What is the most like memeable movie trilogy? And like thinking about it, every big movie trilogy has a ton it's of memes Star Wars just because Pequels, it's a big
1: though. Obviously,
2: it's yeah, but they're all be. like a big cultural event. Like you have Lord of the Rings, there's a bunch there. You mm-hmm. have uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies, there's a bunch there. I mean, all three Star Wars uh, trilogies, honestly. But then uh, I, don't, one, I don't. I, think, I don't think. I don't think the the new ones are that. The memable. sequels, not so much. What are yeah, the lasting right. but,
1: memes from from that? There's the chunky anyway, Kylo Ren matter. with his stupid pants. There's nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but but then you get to uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, and there's not like a whole lot. And the ones that do exist exist sort of in a different way, like it's the Bane posting ones that were just so absurd that they became like a very started off in like a small subculture and then grew from there. And then the stupid voice, which everybody's just like, yeah, it's just like a stupid voice. They don't have like the, the like appeal of the stuff that like you, one doesn't simply walk into Mordor or a million things from the Spider-Man movies. There's, there's a weird disconnect there that when we were talking about Bane posting like earlier this week, I was just sort of thinking about how weird it is, sort of how, How weird is the effect that this trilogy has had on just, like, culture at large when compared to Star Wars, uh, the Spider-Man movies, um, especially the Spider-Man movies because they're both superhero movies, Um, and then... Lord of the Rings, etc. Well,
1: the other big one is, um, an, an equally weird clunky line from the dark Knight: "The you either die a villain, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, like that, that's like a thing. That's like a line that's been heavily memed. And there are a couple of like, the
0: Joker's got all the memes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Joker's there's, there's Joker. There's definitely Joker.
1: And well, well, that's interesting that you said that because that also kind of ties into the same idea that Rose was getting at. And, the part of the reason that these movie trilogies are so memeable is because they are such big cultural events. Everybody's seen them. Everybody knows them. And any little like weird uh, piece of dialogue that sticks out, like everyone's going to remember. So even if it's like something that seems would seem totally innocuous and meaningless out of context. The, the fact that everybody remembers it and recognizes it is what makes it, like, able to become a meme, you know? So that's, like, another th- aspect of this kind of, like, collective hive mind thinking that that fosters memes and, indeed, meme magic.
0: I should mention uh, one of the other significant moments of the meme was um, Tom Hardy did a, a Q&A on Reddit uh, for his movie Lock. Uh, which I actually love. I think it's a a completely underrated masterpiece, a hidden gem. Everyone go watch Locke. Uh, But he did Q&A on Reddit, and of course, 4chan found out and flooded it with um, questions related to the airplane scene. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, a hundred comments that were all... If I pull that off, will you die?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did he answer any of them?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he he actually, I I remember. I think I was logged on that night, Um, but he was actually a very good sport about it. He was actually he didn't get too upset or anything. I don't I don't think he was. He actually did respond to them and and like you know played along a little bit. So I love Tom Hardy, big fan. There's one other thing
1: I have to ask you, Rose, just for some clarity here. The plane crash, because I wasn't familiar with this event at all. Actually, this plane crash was just a like tragic accident, right? It wasn't like a, any a Caused terrorist by incident a, a or
2: mysterious. Um, man. Well,
0: it was originally. I think it was originally reported as an accident, but then it was later uh, deemed as like uh, an, an intentional act by the pilot or something. But uh, oh. but for like the first while, or it was like considered an accident so yeah it wasn't anything like so that. so the
1: pilot was it did they think that he was like like he was mentally disturbed or or suicidal or something or
0: what uh, I've i have that's no from being clue
1: in a that's a uh, wow i don't know if
0: they ever found me a motivation creepy
1: okay i was just trying to decide how flippant i should feel about referring <laughs> to this tragedy As <laughs> meme magic yeah yeah but it was for you and the flight number and that was part of the the reason it was meme magic
0: it was flight for you you know crashes no survivors uh crashes you know near La mm-hmm. uh but yeah and and then it was just yeah people like trying to pick out you know uh f- photos of uh the the crew and trying to match them up with like people that are in bane and uh, the that's CIA so creepy guys crew in the but movie. that's that same kind yeah. of
1: thing about like people and pattern recognition and how conspiracy mm-hmm. theories kind of snowball
0: it's it's obviously being done as just like a joke yeah but you can feel something very real there like that is how QAnon works is that pattern yeah. recognition just like finding any little any little connection and making something out of it.
1: It's it's a joke, but it weirdly presages the thing where people post like two different pictures of Joe Biden and do close-ups on like the ears or like the corners of his mouth or something, <laughs> and say like this is why it's actually a clone or <laughs> shit shit like that. Do doing it in service of a joke and or, or memeing, and then like we have this big cultural shift where memes seem to become we're like you start believing the memes where the irony is lost and now you're doing the same weird creepy meme shit but it's completely serious and you've lost your mind and gone down yeah. this whole rabbit hole
0: QAnon um I've mentioned it on Twitter before but it's one of the most fascinating cultural phenomena to me because I I was like I was on 4chan when QAnon started and it's oh, it's wow. a bit it was a bit you know like it was, it was, it was a bit, <laughs> and then, um.
1: Yeah, and the alt-right was a bit, but QAnon was more like, wh- there was like a guy like pulling some sort of, uh, up to something. Like there's there some was, sort of but, scheme going on behind the original QAnon Well, thing. And
0: it, it, it kind of swapped. Originally it was just, it was just obvious shit posting. And then some people started to believe it after a little while, after it kept on going, And then eventually there is like at some point in time, it gets sold to someone like there is an obvious change in hands. um, And then it becomes like a much more deliberate. uh, um, I would would call it a marketing scheme. So wait,
1: Uh, are you talking about the actual Q like account? Like because there's there's a specific like you think at first it was someone doing a bit and it got like taken over by uh
0: well yeah no originally it was originally it was mostly just shit posting yeah and and most people didn't take it very seriously uh and then a few people started believing and then it got popular and yeah there is like a specific point at which it really changes and it becomes something different and becomes kind of like the qanon that we know um now which i'd say it's a little bit more purposeful and like how it's directed and and i would call it even though it's basically a religion at this point but yeah. to me it's like you know it's a, a long term marketing scheme
1: well yeah because uh, the the guy that everyone now thinks is behind the QAnon account is like some kind of Web entrepreneur or something, yeah. In like Australia. And he absolutely,
0: he absolutely bought it off of somebody. Like I didn't, I don't believe for a second he's the original guy. Right. But I think yeah. I bought after like a, a year or two, like fairly early on. He just, he just bought like a, a brand that he saw taking off, made an investment.
1: That is really fascinating
0: and now it, and it's gonna be a fucking religion it's gonna be the religion of like the united states for the next hundred years and i watched it happen because i was like uh, a sad kid online who wanted to ship post about hannibal uh on fortune
1: <laughs> <laughs> interesting
0: <laughs> yeah so anyways so that's that's my history with um the dark knight rises <laughs> all right um uh Okay that
1: that was great do you, know, do you mind if uh